On today's episode of Web3 Made Easy, a lot of discussion about the current market sentiment and what's been going down with all the feedback towards Blur not announcing the end of their season two, but rather releasing trade bidding and how that could affect the mid-rares, what projects have done a decent job providing value back to the mostly illiquid mid-rare market, and a lot of speculation on what's to come next when it comes to Blur, ETH NFTs, and the market as a whole. In addition to this, we discussed some other major points across the board when it comes to different games, assets, industries, and more that are leveraging Web3 NFTs in the crypto space. If you want to tune into the episodes live Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter. And shout out the title sponsor of all the content, HelloMoon.io. Giving us analytics, giving us data, helping us navigate the entirety of the Solana ecosystem all completely for free. But let's dive into the episode. What is going on, Web3 ecosystem? Welcome back to another episode of Web3 Made Easy. Breaking down what we're buying, what we're selling, where we're making money, where we're losing money, and everything in between. It's been an eventful day today. Certainly some interesting things going down. The market seeing some volatile price action across the board. Not too shabby. Not too mad about it. Personally, enjoying the volatility myself. I hope you are all as well. We got some interesting comments today by none other than Larry Fink who joined Fox Business and stated that Bitcoin is better than gold and that tokenization is the core focus for digitizing markets with what he said is going to have an impact similar to what ETFs did to mutual funds. Sounds like a massive bull case by traditional finance for the cryptocurrency space. And we're currently seeing some volatile price action on the underlying currencies. A lot of speculation on do we go up, do we go down? Is the summer lull in? And uh, with the NASDAQ cooling off after a consecutive time and time again of green days, seems like that may be the case, which isn't a bad thing. Not at all. Not one smidge. I'm not too mad about it. We needed a little bit of a cool off, especially after a month of up only and a gap to open up the start of July, where we are currently still seeing those yearly highs on the NASDAQ, you know? So almost back to that pre-sell-off we had in 2022. And uh, continuing to make trends higher. Seems like the market is showing signs of life. Crypto cooling off a slight smidge. Bitcoin back under 31K. ETH at 1900. Solana at 18.7. And shout out to the title sponsor of all the content, HelloMoon.io. Giving us analytics, giving us data, helping us navigate the entirety of the Solana ecosystem all completely for free. And as we take a look right now, we're at about 55,000 Solana volume. Down kind of rough at the moment. No hype mints this week. We got SMB barrel reveals on Friday. We got some things cooking with the dogs that I'm excited to roll out here in the imminent future as well. Buyers down sub 4K. Sellers down sub 7K. Transactions down 10%. And unique wallets still sitting at about 10.7 thousand. First time wallets sub 400. So it seems like it's a lot of people on that post 4th of July lull. Just recouping, recalibrating. Getting ready for any sort of run. You know, it's not too bad. As we look at the top projects, Mad Lads at 88.6, Utes Mint Tubes at 294, Zero Monkey Business at 23, Bodogos at 9, OK Bears at 42, Portals at 17, Famous Fox Federation at 50, Dual Bots at 29, Heist at 19, Tile Pilots at 6, Blocksmiths at 51, Klanos at 49. Banks at 8.66, Aurora at 23.8, Jelly Rascals at 41. As we pivot over to the open seas and look at the top collections at the moment, right now, Board API Club back over 30. 
1% increase on the day, down 16% on the week. Azuki back over 7. Mutant Apes back over 6. D-Gods back up over 8. 7% win on D-Gods. Doodles pushing 175, up 10% on the daily, 16% on the weekly. We got Clone X at 1.87, up 5% on the week, 12% on the weekly. Nakamigos, where's Pete when you need him? Those things are up 16% on the day, 19% on the week. Canpie Pandas at 1.16, Other Deeds at 0.65, Codas at 4.7, Mebits at 1.28, Potatoes at 1.6, Redacted Romilio Babies back to 0.67. But let's get right into the action. Bunny, Frisk, Manny, how are we living? It's so boring, dude. Are you bored? Yeah, man. So I, I do think that we're going to see like a goblin town. Me and Jay have been saying this. Uh, this month, there's got to be a goblin town sneaker coming, dude. Like a surprise, man. Nobody knows. Nobody like knows about it. And it just absolutely cooks. Like similar to Knock Amigos, dude. It's got to be. Why fun. does your audio sound like shit? I don't know. Can you hear me? I can't. It's Frisk, how's this audio for you? Uh, I was just about to say, Bunny, I don't know what's going on. It sounds like like when you when you call us. Are you good? Are you good? Can you hear me? Yeah, that, that's better. I can hear you. Huh. I don't know what it is, dude. I'm outside right now. Maybe what are that's you doing what outside? Not in the shower, dude. I lied. You're in the shower? <laughs> yeah, that's probably why you couldn't hear me. Are you me. actually? I hear the water running. I don't know why. I think I, I think I got that. Uh, I changed the mic motor, so I don't know why you guys can't hear the water. Just prove it, like buddy. Shit. Prove it. Please prove it. No, 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 not, no. We're not going to do that. That's not what we're going to do here. Frisk, how you living? Chilling. Chilling like a villain. Um, What's going on today? Lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of takes. A lot of anger just being thrown at Blur right now. I've seen just Blur like, catching like, punches, dude. Trevor, yeah, I, 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 Trevor was the first person I saw to like kind of make the com comments, and I actually quite agree with a lot of his takes. But what surprised me was seeing Pac-Man fight back. That was I, I don't because he doesn't tweet like almost ever. He's not like a very public like person or public figure. But he was straight up like like you guys are only pissed because you're like JPEGs are down. When JPEGs are up, no one was no one was saying thank you, Blur. But now JPEGs are down. You're saying fuck you, Blur. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn. Mm -hmm. He's he he low key spitting. He's kind of spitting. I'm not I'm gonna lie. Spitting. But it was uh it was wild just seeing like everyone come out. I've I've seen I've scrolled by enough threads that have said like Blur is ruining the market. Here's what's going on. I've seen enough of the enough of that shit. But I, I saw Trevor put out a pretty good tweet. And it was did you put Saskatchewan news as one of the categories for this space? Yeah. That's funny as fuck. Anyways, um, yeah, I saw Trevor put out like a, a big ass tweet saying like like talking about Blur and what's going on there. Um, and I like his takes a lot. I do think that like you know, there's going to be a lot of people throwing blame when when JPEGs are down on that front. But I also think that you know having the technology goes a long long way in regards to like helping out what happens in the space. Um, I can't believe I'm about to say this. One of the best takes I've seen today was from Beanie. Uh, and he actually said, people, bla uh, people blaming gamified marketplaces for the NFT price collapse don't understand economics. Without these innovations, the market would be dead. It would have a near zero participant interest and more importantly, no liquidity. But we'll get to that point soon when the farm, ends, from when the farm rewards end. And that made me think, 
damn, everyone's been saying, you know, when, when are we getting Blur Season 2 airdrop? When's that happening? No one's asking what happens after that. That's a really interesting scenario I hadn't even considered. And Beanie makes a really, really good point there. So I don't know what's going on yet. Hunter also put out a pretty good tweet talking about how he thinks like we need one more big cascade down before the market really resets. And he thinks that Blur Season 2 ending is going to be that cascade. And I, I actually really agree with that. There's a lot of takes I've seen on the timeline today that are super interesting in regards to the Blur front. And I, I would be happy to have a conversation about it, but that's just really what a lot of my timeline has been today. Other than that, we did see things coming from OXBT um, and their partnership with Blur and OpenSea, getting them to go cross-chain. Manny's been talking about this for a minute. I do think this is bullish. I think this is going to go a long way. Uh, OXBT hasn't seen that price movement yet. I think it's still sitting at 174 sats, so about $0.05. Cents. I think that's still not bad of a price to be in. Um, and we did see reveals for upcoming projects from Migos. And I think we saw a very small sneak peek from Sandbar actually on what it looks like is their new PFP project or their direction on the new PFP. Uh, so those have been interesting movements. Other than that, I'm just kind of waiting for, um, the open edition from scum later today at, I think 7 PM EST is when it starts. I don't know how long it runs for, but I've been told you don't have to rush. You have time. Well, it looks like it closes the following day. 24 hours is what it looks like. Cool. Thank you. So that, that does seem interesting. That, dude, seeing Beanie so hype on the timeline is the bottom in. Beanie comes back for market cycles. And, uh, you know, he's saying the market's going to go to zero, but he's posting a lot. He's posting a lot. So I think he's got some good takes. Bro, like, I'm really like, I don't I, think he's wrong anywhere. No. Like I have a I have a pretty strong vendetta against Beanie because I I'm a blue holder still to this day, so like it hurts me. But I I can't lie when when I see him like spitting facts, it's hard to go against him. Like he makes really valid points. He's educated. He's smart. Three men. Uh, I bought a secondary. Oh, that's your fault. No, it's your fault. It is my fault, but I'm still lost money. It's your fault. Why is your mic yeah, like that? Why do you sound like fucking shit? I think it's the shower. Why are you, dude? It's five p.m. Did you nap today? I'm going to the trampoline. I'm going to the trampoline park. Buddy, can you backflip? On a trampoline? Can you actually? Yeah, I mean they make you jump like fifty feet in the air. I want to see a video of you backflipping. I'm. I'll wait for it. I need it. And I, I need to see this. I gotta wash my hair. <sighs> okay. What? Right. This is Saskatchewan news. This is Saskatchewan news. Dude, there's some good tags in there. When I saw that one, I was like, damn, that's a banger, dude. I can't even spell Saskatchewan, but it, they did it for me. Thank God. Dude, of all the Canadian provinces, Saskatchewan, is that what that's, what, that's what's making me laugh. Uh, there have been reportedly Bigfoot sightings in Saskatchewan. Just but, sounds like a Bigfoot um, place. It is. It is. Well, the, the, the capital of Saskatchewan is Saskatoon. So Isn't that just the same word? Uh, Pretty much, but it's it. That's just Canada for you. Well, you told me what a beaver tail was, and it totally caught me off guard because it wasn't actually a dude. Beaver, beaver tail slap. Yeah. They're so good. They and are it's nothing so like a cow good. tail. Do you guys have those in Canada? I don't know what that is. I've been told that beaver tails are like elephant ears. If that means anything means to literally you, literally nothing. Bunny, have you ever had a cow tail? He's washing his hair. Probably got soap in his eye. Fucking bitch. Easy. You never had an elephant ear, bro. No, dude. Never. Never okay, so it, it's a thing. Tongue out myself. 
Never had one easy. Never had a cowtail? <laughs> nah, dude. Do you know what it is, though? Like, that, like... Yeah, it's like... it. Uh, I want to say it's, like, taffy. Yeah, yeah but... it's, like, taffy with this, like, cream thing in it. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. I will say it. They're pretty good. Um. Okay, well, that answers that. Manny, how you living? Dude, I'm doing pretty Manny, good. have you ever man. had a cowtail? I can't say that I've had yeah, one, dude. but I've had an oxtail. That's what I've had. I've had an oxtail, and that was pretty good. But, um, dude, Bunny, you have to take off your hat when you're in the shower, dude, if you're going to be washing your hair. Remember that. But, um, dude, I'm praying to God right now that this OXBT thing turns into checks, right? Because if we look at comps, like, this could have a 100K supply if every single token bridged over. Checks had, like, a 70K supply, and then that went to, like, almost, like, 1.5, 1.7. So... I'm definitely going to be watching this. I think trading goes live in the next 24 to 36 hours after that emblem vault space that's happening right now. And it's going to get interesting, man. It's going to be super crazy just to see all this volatility. And I'm keeping half on BTC, half on ETH, and then I'm just watching. And then it's an absolute demon season, dude. That is all that I have going on right now. What percentage of OXBC do you think it's bridged over? Like if you had to guess. High 50s if not higher, wow. because then you can do staking, right? With the NFTs, you can do staking, do token rewards. You can do, you can do almost anything you want at that point, right? If it's in a staking contract, then you can give out rewards that way. You can do lending. I don't know. Ethereum just has all the infrastructure built already. So did you see BitGods post today about OXBT on OpenSea? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, OpenSea and Blur. Ambler. So and, is it going to be an emblem be vault? That's what it is? Yeah, it's an emblem vault NFT. It's just like you send 2,000 OXBT or 200 ORTI to a wallet, and then the keys are encrypted online, and then that's what you're buying is a wallet. So it never it bridges, never wraps, never leaves. It's just you send it to a wallet that you don't know the keys to, but you can get them, and then that'll cancel out the NFT if you do that. But that's what you're buying is the mm -hmm. keys to that uh, wallet. Okay. And I did Emblem Vault pretty aggressively, pretty aggressively when it came to uh, Bitcoin punks. Like the before there was a market. Dude, you, you made two ETH, bro. I was, I was yeah, it was there, a good time. We were, we were trading together. It was crazy, man. I'm hoping to kind of do the same right now. I'm going to try and roll all my profits into an OMB. Like an OMB or a mutant, whatever I can afford at the time. We'll see what happens. Dude, mutants at six are starting to become really interesting here too. I think captains rebound really well. We saw D-Gods rebound extremely well. We saw Pudgies hold really well. The ETH market, if you basically if you bought anything Saturday when everyone said it's all over, we're all fucked, you're up, and you're up nicely. You're up nicely. Dude, 100%. Do we have any word on when the meme land token's coming no. out? Not a single one. Damn. But dude, this whole digital gold thing got all my coworkers excited. All those TradFi nerds are like, oh my God, it's a scarce asset that's digital and it's not controlled by any governments. And it's truly an international asset class that people can't hoard. And I was like, motherfucker, I've been trying to tell you this for years, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. That's sadly, sadly the situation. You know, you can't really knock it, knock it too much. Before we go to beat though, I do have to give the special one of one privilege. Tig, you got anything for us today? I could have sworn I drank a little too much for 4th of July because I hopped on Twitter and everyone was 
praising Machi for saving the market or propping it up or whatever the fuck. That was just bizarre to me. But when I see collections like Doodles and World of Women like up like twenty percent, <laughs> up like twenty or sixteen percent the last week, I don't know, man. Feels like we bottomed out. But then you know we also have people blaming Blur for everything happening, and you know I I, I could see both sides of the argument where you know it's providing liquid to the market and all that. But also the only people that benefit from protocols like Blur are the whales that have a quick and easy exit. So I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens when farming ends. I think they might go version 3.0 before that even happens because they're extending the shit out of the season. But we'll see what happens. Dude, I'm worried about when it ends. I am. I'm not going to sit here and lie. But you know what time it is. My favorite time every single day. We got the beat breakdown. Beat, lay it on us. Yo, what is good, everybody? How's everybody doing? All right, so today in tech history, 2016, Pokemon Go was released. Um, The past two days, hottest global temperatures ever recorded. Keep in mind, it's early July. These global temperatures, they they usually peak, peak like mid to late August. So two days in a row where, yeah, it's, it's, the earth is melting. Okay, moving into the NFT world. In the sports digital collectible arena, Candy Digital and Palm NFT Studios just merged to form one company. It will go under the name Candy Digital. They're driving innovation into blockchain-based technology. They have already partnered uh, with Netflix, Warner Brothers, and Discovery. So definitely keep your eye on that movement. Sweat Economy introduces Sweat Hero, a move-to-earn platform offering free NFTs in an attempt to disrupt the pay-to-earn model. The U.S. Golf Association and Pebble Beach Company have combined golf with dynamic art through the U.S. Women's Open Art Ball. Easy, doesn't Kix have a golf ball printing machine? It sounds like the perfect time. Sounds like the perfect time for the Bodagos golf ball. Um. FX Hash has just introduced Series 2.0, expanding their Tezos platform to now integrate Ethereum. They have also added on-chain minting, providing artists and collectors with enhanced flexibility. It's kind of neat to see Tezos bridging out and hugging with Ethereum. Just everybody's kind of getting multi-chain. I think it's a wonderful step. Solana is experiencing progressive gains, reaching a seven-day high with potential bullish recovery if the heavens align. Key support is $15.43. Resistance is $19.48. BlackRock is now jumping into the AI game. And as they're jumping in and starting to invest, they just put out a memo to all of the companies that they hold stock in saying, you guys all need to jump on the AI game or you are going to get left behind. It's a pretty strong a pretty strong memo from BlackRock to a lot of the companies they hold assets in. Uh, Bitcoin's price prediction is forming a pattern similar to historical cycles, potentially indicating a significant upward move. We could have parabolic movement with a bullish crossover between the 20-week and 50-week moving averages, which has never happened before. So people are bullish on that movement. And then Twitter's rate limit decrease not only did it affect people on Twitter, but apparently it also affected on people's ability to search for crypto-related terms. And it just, 
you know, it's so funny. There's so many things in this space that affect things. We talk about Pac-Man and Blur. We talk about, I mean, we haven't talked about it, but I think it also plays into factor is things like Ben Dow. Um, yes, it's lending, but some could say it's predatory lending, right? We had so many recent liquidations. Uh, Blur, it is incentivized around that token and that token people benefit, the, the Blur people benefit from that. While it's been locked up, the motivations are interesting. And also Blur is kind of what caused OpenSea to drop to 0% royalties at a really interesting time. So all of these factors play in. And like when we talk about the Twitter um, rate limit, also this I think has played into the NFT space as well is when Twitter stopped letting you change your PFP, right? You now have to get it, it needs to get okayed by the Twitter board, which is absolutely crazy, especially if your PFP is hooked up to your wallet, which verifies who you are. So not think about it. If people can't change their PFP or are hesitant about doing it when they buy into a collection, those collections don't really get the momentum that they used to do. So like all these things are huge factors. And, and I think the question is some people call it like, it's, it's the market maturing. And, and I agree with that. We need all these things. Or is this like forcing the market into puberty and we're not really ready for it? Those are my thoughts today. That's all I got. Thank you so much. Easy. Back to you. Man, beat with another just absolute home run. Day in and day out. Showing up. Dropping the news. Letting everyone hear it. You can't complain. Guy just absolutely gets it. He crushes. And it's exactly what I'm here for. So I appreciate you greatly, my friend. Take with the one-on-one privilege. What you got for us? When you said that you don't know what will happen after you know the blur season ends, you know the same thing that always happens. New marketplace will come out, new incentives, meaning vampire attack to get new traders in there. Happens like always. Um, but I did have a quick question because I saw the comment was pretty uh, interesting. Uh, Kayla wrote, uh, elephant ears over funnel cakes. I'd like to take uh, like for the discussion up for, uh, for debate. Uh, dude, I don't know what the fuck elephant ears are. Dude! Easy. Next spring break, you're in Miami. Go to the fucking youth fair, and you'll fucking find the like all that shit over there. It's like your typical like fair food. See now, my son's mad. Bye. Yeah, I've. It's fried dough. Why? What the fuck are you calling? El? It's fried dough. Is he okay? That's it. He just likes elephant ears. Like I don't know what to say. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. Okay. Well, Finn. Speaking of. How we living? We're good, man. Um, it's funny that the, the blur shit people were talking about. I was literally, we were having a conversation in a group chat about mid-rares and the awful illiquid nature of mid-rares uh, in, in PFPs. And I, I was writing my thread um, about, about how, like, what a collection would look like with no rarity associated. Like, Utes was the closest we've seen to that where there isn't a mid-rare in the collection. And really, like, the only rarity is driven by, like, buyers. It's not driven by an actual, like, rarity scarcity set by team. And then Blur, you know, decided to go ahead and make everything a floor, um, which I'm really excited to kind of see how that plays out. Because um, if you're better off bidding on high-value items, like, Blur farmers are going to bid on, on mid-rares or, you know, the illiquid assets wash them down to floor value and then trade them at floor value for double points. And I mean, like that's right. Like that's, what's going to happen. 
I don't. Is that a question? I'm yeah. I'm curious. Like that's my that's my assumption of what it would sounds happen. Sounds rhetorical. Is that, you know what? Like what? Like is that what's gonna happen, dude? Obviously, mid rares are just gonna get floored to high hell. You're putting them in the hands of people that don't want them. I mean, yeah. I'm just trying to like. I'm trying to get a, a shimmer of hope here that that this move is not absolutely detrimental. Uh, but I mean, I, yeah. I you need I a project to give value back to mid rares and incentivize value on mid rares for there to be a floor price reason for them to be higher than floors. Or just kill mid rares. Like that was that well, was what I wrote about. You posted a thing like, that was like, "What if everyone just has a flat yeah. trait?" Jutes did that. Ah, but I, 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 Frisk made the comment, and then me and Frisk went back and forth a little bit about it. But technically, they kind of fucked up because they created traits that were associated with Project Founder or traits that were rocked by Project Team members, which well, creates an incentive to collect those. Well, even more over so, the like others. Sub-dows. Like there's a nouns gla- like glasses, right? Which just there's the same amount of nouns glasses as any other glasses, though. There's it's not that, like they're limited. No, totally. Like, so that's an example of where it like starts to work. But things like the Frank headband, for instance, yep. inherently you set an increased value by associating it with Frank, right? So the team set value to that, even if like rarity is technically even. There's like a like a psychological element that created by the team. So I was trying to think of like, is there a way you can do it where there is no incentive placed by the team on trading a specific one of the assets, and they're all flat rarity? And can that work, or do people really just want the gambling aspect of you know mint? And, and get a one-on-one, get a rare, and flip it. And is that the only, like, interest point in rarity? Yeah. That's a tough part. Like, I think there is, like, interesting pros and cons on it. I just think, like, with projects in general, when was the last time we actually saw a project give reason to mid-rare? I mean, yeah, I got nothing. Like, that's what I keep <laughs> I thinking about. I can't think it's of like, the last time. If you can inherit, yeah. like, sure, that could potentially cap upside, if you put some like fixed value of it being like 10, 15% more valuable, then it'll just trade at 10 to 15% higher, but that still makes more liquidity present. You know what I mean? Like I think I look at the heist, which has stats on, on their NFTs and the rarity varies, but the stats certainly play into floor price speculation and value. So like, I look at a lot of stuff like that. That's like, where else can you empower a community to drive that? And that's also where like the sub communities play into it, which is what Utes has a lot of whether it's the halos, the crowns, et cetera, which are just inherently valuable traits, but there's still the exact same amount of them as other traits. You know what I mean? Um, so that's... Yeah, it's it's the weirdness of just like, ultimately volume and liquidity is at the floor price no matter what. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I don't know. It just gets me like into that, that thought set of like, I, I don't necessarily think that Blur caused a problem because i think this was something that would inevitably happen which is at a certain point an illiquid asset always gets dumped to the floor like i can name so many collections where you know quote unquote mid rares at some point are just going to get dumped to floor because people need to move them i mean bunny did that with his seal like he held technically a mid rare you can't sell it because volume is so low on those so you just dump it to the floor bunny when are you going to dump it to the floor hell yeah brother hell yeah exactly that's what it's all about Vandy, what's going on? Dude, I just want to make a comment about the Migos art, dude. It looks like a Zoloff ball. I'm sorry, but that's what I saw immediately. <laughs> oh. I kind of like the Migos yeah. art to an extent. Like, I look at it and I'm like, what's, you know, I like it. I don't have any issues with it. It's high detailed. It fits know, the Q meta. So- it's, I don't, like, I don't fully know what the character is, but it's separate than the BSL side of things. 
my only and like I definitely want to reach out to the team and ask like is this a totally separate project or is the same team managing both projects? It's it is across the board. As as, as I, like I'm ninety percent confident in saying that. Interesting. So are they going to have two different value adds, or does it all just kind of roll up as like primary project, secondary project? They're all mid rares. What? That was a joke. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Like I, I, I don't know what the difference between them is. I think that you know, it. it I think Blocksmith, like, has done a pretty good job in providing holders they crush. To, or value to like. Yeah, I think they do a pretty good job in providing like value to the holders for Smiths. I wouldn't be surprised if Nikos is just going to be like. I think it. I think it's a 10k as far as I know. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just going to be like the same value add, but on like a diluted level. It wouldn't even be the worst thing either, because like Smiths is also only a 4K supply. So, you know, you add another 10K into it and you get a similar model to like Lotus and Lily or even SMB Gen 2 and 3. Yeah, we're talking semantics here. So, sorry, Shrimp. Sorry, Shrimp. Sinatra, how are we living? Easy, how are we I'm living? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I wanted to bring it back to the, the point that Finn brought up a second ago and uh, about the Utes and, and all the mid rares. And I think. I do think that he's he makes a good point that the team members kind of influence a lot of the floor uh, depending on what they have. But, I mean, in a sense, I think regardless, if there is no rarity on a collection, like regardless, people create their own floors and, and own mid-rares because a lot of that art had to do with like aesthetically pleasing in a way. Like let's say like matching traits, matching colors, matching uh, – I don't know, shirts and glasses. Obviously, the Nouns DAO had something to do with it too um, because Nouns was already a project. And bring it back to Finn's point, Frank loved Nouns and, you know, people love Frank. You know, Nouns is going to pump. But, I mean, I don't think that is, like, a sustainable way to do it, honestly, in, in, in the point of, like, no rarity. And I think, I think that, at some point in this next season, some type of rarity is going to come out because I don't, I don't know how they're being traded right now, to be honest. It's, it's a little strange, but also Polygon, so I, I don't know. I mean, they aren't being traded. That's, uh, that's exactly. how they're being traded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think they're going to change something to do with the rarity to, to get them to want to be traded more. And, I mean, who knows what, what they're doing with that whole, like, BTC Utes, like picture on the website. I don't know what that is, but... Who knows if they stay on Polygon, if it's a change of rarity. I mean, it's kind of like unpredictable at this point. You got my brain working, Sinatra, and I don't like it. It's been late. It's been a long day. All right? Yeah, my brain was working throughout that whole ramble I just had. I don't, I don't even remember what I started with and how I ended it. because I Hell like yeah, brother. Forth. But, but, you know, we're here. We're living. We're, uh, yeah, uh, Web3 made easy. <laughs> Could not have said it any better myself. Maybe you should start doing the intros because that's exactly how I feel. Frisk, what's going on? Oh yeah. I, I guess in the midrose topic, I, I, like the mid I try to relate because it it is also kind of a blur thing. Okay. Uh, what, what what can I say here? I do agree with you, Easy. I don't think many, if any, projects have given genuine value to midrares to this day. One of the few, and I, I hate to boast about the project that I work for, but just Liberty Square, I, I can't stress enough. Like when Brian was crafting the rarity, I think he really fucking killed it there. I just think that finding ways to develop to create sets, genius, and like it's also the collectability I think it was, side of the market. Like that is what we're here yes. for: incentivize collecting and mid rares hold value. Yes, and I, I and, and 
Brian killed that shit when he was him him and him and uh, I almost doxed him. Jesus, scribble were they killed that shit when they when they were, that, was, that was rough. They were they killed that shit when they were when they were like designing it all and like they found a way to make it work with like staking as well as a, as like a, a physical like art side to it as well too. And there are very few projects I've seen do that, and there are very few projects that ever will. I do do board apes care about mid rares? No, I think that maybe with them they, they don't, don't even care about rabbit do punks. Ears. Damn. See, even like when I look at Clonex, Clonex, I love the rarity structure on Clonex as well too, with the DNAs. It makes so much sense. Um, Actually, that might be an example of where yeah. mid rares got utility, right? Because they were able, because like depending on the traits you had, you got a different type of physical redemption, and physical redemption was worth more based on the traits. Right, but the value wasn't enough because you had to pay for that shit too. Yeah, idiot. That's the big thing. Mm. Oh, but fuck. like, but, but wait, they but, charge but, for that? Yeah, oh, they charge. They charge oh, a lot Jesus for that. Christ. But they were onto something there. That's the thing. I like it a lot. Like when I go down the DNA, having like humans, robots, demons, angels, aliens, and having them have like a sister trait while still like working in tandem with that, it were it, it made so much sense to me. And I love the structure of it so much. Like it it adds up. You have like defined tier structure with physical components that make it identifiably rarer than another, and it makes so much sense. And that's how you can differentiate the commons from the rares from the mid-rares, from the legendaries and the mythics. It's the World of Warcraft strategy of, like, you know, that that's... It, it, Becker tried to do this with Neo Tokyo. Didn't really work out too well, but it was a start. It went a long way for a bit. And so, as far as it goes, with from the liquidity standpoint, yeah, mid-rares are going to get floored time and time again. It's just part of it. I, I remember when I was one collection, at some point you see a collection go down so bad, you just have to fucking floor the mid-rare because it's just... You just have no choice about it. But when you find a way... To, like you said, easy. Collecting through... What was the phrase you said? It, w- it was Connecting smart. through collecting. Connecting through collecting. Thank you. It, it, it goes a long way when you can when you can incentivize that. Otherwise, that's why I kind of give props to Utes where they're like, fuck it. Everything is a floor. Let the community decide. And then they had the like the, the trade li- leaderboard. I actually really fuck with that, to be honest. Where they're like, you're only... We're going to have like 1%, which is like one of ones. And then like one or two traits that are rare as fuck. Everything else is a floor. The community will figure it out themselves. I, I, I'm kind of a fan of that. I don't think that like needing to find that structure like made by the team itself goes a long way. And the thing I always relate a lot of rarity to in the space is honestly Pokemon. Like when I look at rares in Pokemon, it's like you know we always have those like one of ones, like the Mewtwo's and like the the Rayquazas and the Groudons and the Zapdoses and and all like the legendaries and the Mythics, where you can only get one of those. When I think about mid-rares in Pokemon, like, they exist, but there's still a plethora of them. And that's what I relate it to, is like, you know, yeah, in NFTs, sure, there is a way to, like, you can collect mid-rares, but there's also still a plethora of them. So how rare really are they? I don't think the, is- the issue doesn't come from the fact, like, necessarily that mid-rares don't necessarily have utility. I think there's just too many to the point that they're not actually rare, especially with the amount of market participants that we have. Combined with the fact that most collections are five to ten thousand pieces, mid rares aren't really that rare. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. No, I mean, dude, I think you're spot on. Like, shockingly, I think it was a beautiful take and elegantly put, extremely well put. I love that actual call out that we realized in real time too. Like, a handful of different projects who have provided value back to it, but in the same breath, it's like you still have like other avenues where it's like that continued value to mid rares and blur is definitely not helped it on the ETH side to 
basically diminish that value when a lot of people aren't buying these to hold. You know, like the thing is a lot of people look at the buying these to trade for profit and without some level of fixed value back to a mid-rare time and time again, they do trade at force. And that's just kind of how the market navigates it, which is really tough because you've got to find that balance. And Clonex seemed close. You know what I mean? Like Clonex seemed real close. They were so close, man. It hurts me because there is so much potential there, like so much potential. Yeah. Mm. That's that's dude Murakami sneakers, Murakami yeah. Air Force Ones. How much more do you need? Like how much more? Yeah. They had it in the ball in their fucking hands, man. It hurts. It hurts to see. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, fuck. And Nike still owns them. That's the thing. Nike still owns them. So will it shock us if we? LeBron and DJ Khaled are wearing their fucking merch. Like, come on, bro. I was, I, I'll go on a fucking tangent about this. It's one of the biggest missed opportunities, Clonex. I can't stress that. <sighs> There's just like, part of it is that market sentiment. It's like, if they just hyped up and continued to bull post about the fact these people were wearing these, I think you would have seen some like returns on it. And like, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see the future of that because it's tough to fade it at the end of the day, considering we're well aware that Nike owns the fucking project. You know what I mean? Like, that's the bigger thing here. Nike could do a million things and write the ship. Maybe they do, but I do think you. Uh, I do think you dropped some some good insight on it. Some real good insight on it. Shrimp, what do you got for us? Um, their NFTs are always worth the floor at the end of the day. So that's what it is. Your NFT is the floor. Uh, so there's that. Uh, 10K supplies. I'm officially bearish on it. I I can't do these 10Ks anymore. I can't. Like, I don't think anybody really wants to do 10Ks anymore besides the projects launching them because most people are trying to make money. And I don't know, dude, these 10Ks, 15Ks, like these high supplies, I just don't see it anymore. It's getting harder and harder. I think doing like lower supplies and then shit, if you want to fucking do a Gen 2 and then somehow get up to 10K after you launch like three Gens, that's fucking cool. At that point, you could, like, probably make it happen, and then it's not going to look as bad. Uh, and then also, can someone make, like, a Degen Mint of, like, Luminex from, like, the Mario movie? I really want one of those as an NFT. He's my vibe. Shrimp, what about, uh, what about Gutter? Uh, I feel like that's a dick joke. Uh, it could be. <laughs> it was more of an example of a collection that worked their way up to high supply. Oh, well, I mean, then they probably rugged at some point, but at least you probably had a time to sell, maybe. But I don't know, dude. I just, you know, I don't know. This market's kind of ass right now. I'm not really having the best time. I just need, like, a nice little Luminex PFP and then just rock that and just go around being all droopy and, like, depressing like he was. Are you talking about Luna? I don't know. What, what was his name? Luma or some shit? Was the li- Luma from Dude, like, I don't know Luma what the fuck Mario? Frank or Shrimp is talking about here. Like, Dude, it's, the little, it's the little like, ghost little thing in the cage and it's like misery. Ah, fine. A sweet Luma. It, Lu- Luma. Luma, not Luminex. It's from the Mario. Luma, it's the little star Easy. thing. that is a star. Just a star. Next. No. No, this is real. Mario Galaxy. Rosalina. She has the yep, star thing okay, next to her. It's yep, called a yep, Luma. Yep. That's it's one of the I'm one of the new characters in Super video, Smash Bros. Watch it after, and you'll see why. Oh, this yeah, is you throw Luma. Yeah, you could throw Luma. You could throw Luma at your yeah. enemies. I remember that. Was, that. The fuck is Luminex? That's that. Uh, isn't that the BRC twenty marketplace? 
Yeah. I yeah. don't know, dude. I didn't see the fucking movie. I watched it on TikTok, and I vibe with that character. <laughs> Easy watch it on Twitter. I watched the you whole, watched the I watched whole, whole movie, movie on Twitter. No, I, I just the watched that movie. portion of the movie. That's the only part that fucking matters, to be honest. Oh, uh, dude, the day Elon upped the videos to two hours, you could watch so many good movies on Twitter. It was crazy. Shrek 3 was everywhere. It was electric. NB, what do you got for us? Shut up, Quinn, then we're going to go to Jay. Then we're going to wrap up with Tao. I think the downfall of Bored Ape can be linked to whoever, I think it was Moonpay, bought Justin Bieber his ape. Because if you look at the news, and I know Beat Broker does, every day for the past four, five months that we've been in a bear market, there's been an article by some reputable people that are like, Justin Bieber's Bored Ape is now worth X amount of dollars. Like, dude, every time it changes, they get very excited. And I, I really do think that killed a lot of the public morale and i don't know why they keep recycling bro i don't know why they keep recycling that stupid story but they fucking love it the other thing i found out today that guy fieri launched an nft based on tequila what is it it's like a membership pass for his tequila company i don't you think i really looked i didn't care but i heard guy fieri launched an nft and i thought it was a hoot that's really interesting. Okay, I had no idea. All right, Jay, what's going on? Nothing. I'm sure you guys talked about blur, uh, the the filters of auctions and stuff like that on bids. I'm super pumped, I, dude. It shows. Uh, Jay, I thought you, know, you it, accidentally it defaulted on your on your PFP. <laughs> no, dude. I never, I never take collateral if I don't have like crazy cushion or if I don't have a move. I'm not just gonna throw my fucking ape into into collateral just because I, I want. But I, I mean, back to blur, man. I, it's funny. It, it's I know it's a lot of people's first bear market, and it shows. Like everybody wants to point fingers. It's just the market just doesn't have liquidity right now. But you know, putting these tools and 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 different gamifications, dude. I'm super pumped. Like. Now Blur is showing like what prices should really be. Um, and, and I know a lot of people are bitching because they just want their price to go up. But dude, when the bull market comes, these tools are going to be so sought after like of how much moves you can make on on bidding on different kind of traits and stuff like that. I'm Dude, I am so pumped. But it goes to show you that like half of the people like they, they want to give opinions, but they don't even fucking trade like they've been trading. They traded NFTs like last year. But like, dude, I, I'm super pumped. Like, I'm always I'm always bullish on Blur because Blur's like doing like the unthinkable that you know bringing these tools to like you know a, a gamification way that like it's not about just like trading NFTs. It's now about strategizing of like you know uh, filters and traits and like how much you can flip and and you know what's what's the pull on this one rather than doing on that I, I'm, I, I honestly i'm super pumped what what blur's trying to do uh, they did also mention they have three more major deliverables coming and they're going to announce those soon uh, i do like it did sound and maybe i'm just speculating even heavier here that those three deliverables will also mark the end of season two once they're rolled out and they said that once it's closer they'll share it um yeah yeah there's some things here yeah i mean yeah, but check this. The only thing that I don't get is like I understand that people are like like I, I bid farm all the time, right? But You're I part of the problem, too. Jay. You're the reason this no, is all imploded. I, 
here's the thing is I bid farm to stack oh. ETH. Like you have to be out of your mind to bid farm to think that you're going to get it back on the losses that you make on the airdrop. That that I think you 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 need to reconsider yourself. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I just the only problem is is volume. That's the only issue right now, right? Is like we're not getting the volume that everybody craves to in the bull market. Once the volume is back, it like pushes out farmers because at the end of the day, you know, you bid, you 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 try to make the spread pretty much of like an increment of like 0 0.02, 0 0.04, and then you 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 rinse and repeat. But as long as volume comes in, it's gonna stop out, you know, farmers trying to make that small increment. And then we're back to normal. But it's just like a lot of people want to give opinions, but they don't even know how like like how to be in the trenches and how to like really actually like, you know, stack ETH and stuff. They just look at floors and be like, well, blur is blurs doing this. Let's blame them. It's just like it's pathetic. And I, I think it's funny that it really shows that you're actually not a trader. You're just giving a, a dumb opinion. Uh, but yeah, I'll shut up. Jay, we're going to get into this later on spaces, I'm sure. But. This is the this is the one point that I think has been super valid of the criticism, which is that in season one, the expectation of pooled points was a lot more clear. With season two, the expectation of total pooled points is absolutely just unfucking clear, and they keep adding to the potential size of the pool through new versions of point accumulation, which I think is like the valid issue people have. It's basically saying like, hey, if we know that there's a total cumulative supply of a million points and then you suddenly drop a new incentive which can potentially add another million points, that has now diluted the value of your points in half, right? And there was no expectation that would happen. And sure, you can go off and say, like, wow, they never gave too many details. But like, I think that's the problem. I think if people had a clear understanding of the, the pools of points and the reward scarcity, we wouldn't be having this conversation at all. People would have been like, yep, cool, this is the third section of points, super awesome, looking forward to it. Yeah, but that, that's just an add-on, right? That's just an add-on on Blur. Like, Blur's not here to say, hey, you know, farm points and we'll pay you and reward you. No, Blur's That's making, literally, but that's what they did. No, but Blur's making tools, though. right? They didn't, Sorry, you're right. They didn't say it, they just making, did it. They're, they're literally <laughs> making order books, which, which is what NFTs need. They need order books, you know? We need a place where... You can go. If you want a book, say, yep, Jay? You, know what? you can go to Barnes and Noble and get an <laughs> order book. Damn it! No, but I'm saying, like, oh, dude, opens. I love OpenSea, bro. But if Blur wasn't here, bro, people would be fucking panicking right now because you couldn't even take out money out of your NFT. Like, that's the issue. Like, dude, when I was here in 2018, 2019, when OpenSea just started, and I wanted to try to sell an NFT, but I'd have to wait about a month and a half to sell. Right. And that's like, honestly, that's where this market would be if Blur wasn't here. People would panic because you couldn't even exit out your NFT. Now Blur comes in. Now you have incentive to, yeah, you'll take a loss at the end of the day, but you can at least pull out uh, on some on some, you know, NFTs, top markets that actually have liquidity. I don't know. I, I just think as a true trader that I trade every single day, it's just like a lot of people have so much fucking opinions but they haven't traded since last year and, and want to like bitch at blur. It's also like with opinions, I feel like something even I'm trying to learn and get better at. It's like if I have a strong opinion on something, I should also have something in mind where I think the solution could be resolved. You know what I mean? Like if I'm going to share why I think something's bad, I also want to share where I think it can be improved. And in this case, 
the like an end for season two gives a definitive date, which I think would help a lot of people, but would also cause heavy sell pressure, which I think a lot of people want is that end date just to be aware of when this potential cascading effect could be in play. But dude, what's going to stop Blur from then announcing season three? You know what I mean? Like they shared an extensive roadmap of a lot of additional things to come. And they said they have three more currently that they're working on. And that's potentially going to set up a timeline, which I think is good. I do think transparency on that level is good. On top of that, what's next is going to be like the big question is like season three, they've teased a bunch of stuff and they have a lot of speculation going, which I do think will continue to incentivize farming bids, etc. And to Jay's point, we would see more panic in the market without consistent flows in and out. We did also just see one of the biggest farmers leave today. However, I say give it three to five days and they're probably going to come back. It's usually how the cycle works. Like someone gets fed up, leaves, goes, touches grass, and then realize, fuck, the outside's scary. And they come back. But right now, obviously, after this, like, dude, Saturday could have been like a generational buying op for a lot of people. And if you basically bought anything, you'd be able to, uh, you'd be up on your cash. You know, and that was something I even commented on was like, I think we were reaching peak fear at the current moment. And that seemed like a decent opportunity for a lot of fucking projects, especially those that were not over leveraged. Like Pudgy's rebounded half an ETH in like an hour, which is crazy to watch. D-God's back up two ETH off their lows. And you got a lot of that price action right now, which is solid for a market to see that somewhat relief rally. So overall, I don't think Blur is like the end-all be-all like reason for sell-off. More of it comes from like just a shrinking space. And part of this is from the macro conditions of crypto rallying. Once that cools off, you tend to see a cycle. You see a cycle to alts and a cycle into NFTs over time. And I, I've said it before, and I continue to double down on my thesis that like when crypto prints new highs, people look for leveraged exposure on the underlying token, which is NFTs. And then on top of that, as new people come into the space, new projects are going to emerge that bring in new people. We're still seeing Web2 brands continue to try blockchain technology, community aspects, and more. And that's, to me, the bigger win. Like, Dude, I look at the Epic Game Store almost daily now to see what new games are launching. Like, My Pet Hooligans doing a bunch of stuff that not a lot of people talk about. We saw Rust kick off that Midwestern Battle Royale that got some decent traction. And obviously, Only Up doing what it did was wild until eventually gamers caught on that it was an NFT and got it kicked off the store. So No, but it's, it's still up. Yeah, it's, it, was, it's actually, it was back, wasn't it? It, it was down you, for like six hours. Yeah, so if you look at... if What's crazy about Only Up, and I'll shut up after this, is it's actually... A lot of people are t- are still talking about it, and streamers are sh- are shocked that it's still booming right now because the developer, what he's doing for the speed run like community, he's actually manipulating the 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 map to make it so speedrunners can make it faster and faster times. So it's getting really addictive. And it's still blowing up today, like it's double the numbers right now. And the fastest speed run is he like eighteen did. minutes, right? Yeah, it's it's seventeen point nine, I think. But yeah, he he actually reconstructed the whole map because yes, yeah, some of the assets were stolen and he had to reconfigure everything. But it's actually like still blowing up in the gaming industry that of speedrunners and like a lot of people are still watching it. Like Ludwig is still talking about it, and everybody's talking about it. it's crazy that like this game is actually like a viral hit. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Tao, you had your hand up for a while, so I want to make sure I get over to you, and then we're going to wrap with Sinatra. No, dude, you pretty much covered everything I was going to say, except a lot more eloquently than I would have ever probably fucking said it. But I will say I am buying Kit. 
And I think anything that has kind of cool utility in future, you know, aspects to it, whatever the fuck they're building, I don't mind DCAing into it. If it goes lower, buy more. Uh, all that good stuff. But yeah, man, you pretty much. Hey, Chow. What's up, dude? Chow, are you making a 10 KTF play? Dude, of course I'm making a 10 fucking KTF play, dude. I've been shilling this shit for fucking months. No, I know. That's why I was curious because I, I don't yes. know. I, I hadn't, I hadn't heard from you in a little bit on your 10 KTF bags. Just, I know they've got an announcement coming soon. So, yeah, we'll see. It's like the slowest rug ever or the coolest project ever. I can't tell yet, but we'll find out soon enough, I guess. They said that July is supposed to be the day that they kind of announce more details for, you know, next season and Legend of Mar and all that good stuff. So I'm kind of going based off that. I don't know how their PFP collection is going to be, and I did talk to Manny about this. If it's going to be a kind of progressive PFP where you have to do certain things to get it, or it's like depending on what you do, you get something different. I have no earthly clue, but that's kind of like some speculation I've heard here and there. Uh, just hoping it's dope and, you know, people enjoy it so price can go up and I can dump on everyone's oh. ass. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Sinatra, what do you got for us before we wrap? Yeah, I have a perfect closing point on the oh, show. Um, I know you said that basically if you bought anything Saturday, you'd be in the green uh, regardless of what you bought. And I also want to bring up that Saturday, uh, Bunny tweeted that if you are buying NFTs right now, you're out of your damn mind. So uh, I quote, thank you. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, dude, it was a cook yesterday. I bought a bunch of shit and there was like a bunch of degenerates in a space just buying everyone's fear. What an amazing time. I love this space. I will never fucking leave Web3, whatever that means. Hell yeah, brother. I could not have said it any better myself. I do want to call out the one individual I saw who bought like 67 Moonbirds, 87 Clone X, and like 102 Cyber Brokers. I'm still a little baffled at that swing, but they're up. So kudos to them. I, I don't know if I would have put my money on some. To each their own. Seek help. <laughs> yeah. Hey, easy. We're going over time. We're way over time, Shrimp. It's okay. It was a great conversation. Dude, yeah. It was a good talk. Easy's going to pay me extra for this. Dude, you have a fucking one-of-one. One. That privilege also comes with some repercussions, such as Wait, hanging he out. he pays you? That's going to do it for today's episode. Cut, We're back again at 8 Eastern cut it. time. Thanks for rocking with us, per usual. We'll catch you first thing in the morning. Enjoy.